everyone. We are on episode 21. In this episode, I talk with Aurelio Duarte Encinas, who is a licensed professional counselor about toxic positivity, what it is, why constant positivity can be bad, and what can be done about it if you find yourself in that situation. First, I'd like to let everyone know about an awesome giveaway Body and Mind Strong is doing. If you have some health and fitness goals you want to conquer this year, you need to check out the Crushing Goals 2021 giveaway and enter for a chance to win one of two spots for my total coaching program. This program includes monthly one-on-one video or phone sessions and weekly check-ins for three months. That's right, three months. Personalized fitness plan, diet guidance, goal setting, stress management, and more. If interested in entering, email me at bodyandmindstrong at gmail.com for more information. Or you can check out my page, bodyandmindstrong.com, and on the main page, a pop-up will show with the information for it. And most importantly, no purchase is necessary. Yes, it's free to enter. So what do you got to lose? All right, let the podcast begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Body and Mind Strong podcast, where we talk all things life, fitness, and health. My name is Renee. I'm your host and integrated health coach. The Body and Mind Strong podcast was established to help others create a healthier, happier, stronger self. For more information, please follow me on YouTube and Facebook at Body and Mind Strong. You can also find me at www.bodyandmindstrong.com. I hope you enjoy the following podcast. Okay, welcome back, everybody. It's Renee, Body and Mind Strong. And today I have a guest I have been actually kind of excited about being on. It is an old friend that I have known. We have known, I think, since 07. I think so. Yeah. Arela Duarte Encinas. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) We actually, just quick, we've known each other, I think, since 07, because I don't think we met in school, but we started our internship slash post-work right out of grad school at the same time at the same place at Mount Park. Mm-hmm. And so we worked together, I think, was it seven years during that time, something like that? Well, I was there about, I think you hung out later than I did. I was there about four years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hung out a little bit longer to make sure I got my hours. And then, yeah, that's when I boogied off to Washington yeah. <laughs> and took off. So, really, if you would like to introduce yourself really quick and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm a master's level counselor, and I have been licensed since 2008. I've been kind of, I've split that time uh, between community behavioral health, uh, working Mm -hmm. with children, families, and adults, and also the rest of the time uh, working within the integrated behavioral health uh, departments, uh, within primary care, which is where I met you. Uh, yes. so I have a lot of experience in working with people struggling with chronic health issues, uh, focusing on the connection between the stress and the development of lots of chronic health issues. Um, so the mind body perspective is something that I, you know, I'm, I'm really big on and I use in my work with uh, with clients now and, and counseling in my own private practice, which I just started uh, this nice. month. Uh, I've been working towards a certification in somatic experiencing. And so that's something that I'm really interested in. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but no. Um, 
it's all about <clears throat> how um, stress uh, affects the central nervous system. So stress, chronic stress, anxiety, trauma, and uh, kind of working with the central nervous system and, and helping uh, regulate it so that people are, are able uh, to move from the, the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. You know, so when we're talking about PTSD and all that, it's people getting stuck in the sympathetic. And so always kind of being in this state of arousal um, or, uh, or in the, the, uh, the flight mode where, uh, well, the, the fight, the flight, and the freeze. Uh, so, you know, it's either people go into the fight mode uh, mm -hmm. we're always uh, triggered uh, or the flight mode um, where they're, you know, avoidant and not able to deal with stressors uh, or the freeze where uh, they're always going into this uh, uh, parasympathetic freeze and just kind of not really being in touch with uh, everything going on. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I really love it. Um, it's kind of a, an option to EMDR. So the way that I learned about uh, somatic experiencing and, and this connection with EMDR, you know, somatic experiencing is really focusing on the body and, and not so much the story. So it's a bottom up approach because mm -hmm. you work with the body and you make progress. Uh, eventually the, the story does come out, but it's not the focal point. Whereas with the EMDR, the story is a focal point and you hope to integrate the body in that work and helping the people go into the parasympathetic. Um, but I find myself a lot more comfortable uh, doing the, the top the bottom up approach with uh, somatic experiencing. But, so that's been something uh, I've been focusing a lot on. And um, so, and I see right now my, my clients all virtually. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, thanks to COVID and all that, but <laughs> yes. it's nice. You can do a lot. Traumatic um, experiencing does have a, a touch uh, component to it, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm able oftentimes to teach people how to use those techniques with uh, their significant others or, or engage in other kind of techniques where they can kind of uh, engage in touch and, uh, and helping, you know, provide uh, comfort and, uh, regulation. So. Oh, interesting. Um, yes. And I like that the COVID part, how everything changed. It's amazing. I was just thinking about this yesterday with working with some of my clients too. It's, it's even though everyone seems to be focused on like stuff shutting down, things you can't do anymore, you know, certain things or precautions people take, it's actually opened up some doors and it's opened up new avenues, which is kind of amazing. Like working with my clients that mm -hmm. it makes it so much um, not easier, but being able to meet with your clients are easier than them having to drive across the town or driving, trying to meet you or, you know, it takes out that component and it makes it a little bit easier to meet with your clients. Mm -hmm. So yeah. interesting. Nice. Well, I brought Aurelia on because I recently working with some of my clients have heard the term toxic positivity. And this was completely new to me. 
Um, for most of you who know, I've been, I did the integrated behavior health. So I too love that whole body and mind connection, but I hadn't done much counseling recently, just more coaching. And so working with my clients that's coming out, I was like, is this the term? I just was going through the counseling world and I just missed it because I hadn't been doing it for about 10 months or, you know, what was new. So I contacted Aurelio. I was like, hey, jump on, let's talk about this and see and just chit chat about it and kind of kind of educational and find out more about it so yeah sounds good awesome so, uh, i when, when you brought it up i actually kind of haven't been i've been hearing about it myself recently as well um so and, and some people have uh some anger about you know the toxic positivity and i think with reason mm-hmm because uh, like all things, you know, I think in, in some ways, um, many things can be very, very good for us. But if you take something to a certain limit, you know, w within the spectrum, it can actually maybe be not so useful. Uh, mm -hmm. So positivity, you, know, you might ask yourself, well, how can be, being positive be unhelpful or, or toxic? Mm -hmm. and, and really, it's in relation to... Um, you're engaging with other people or even in terms of how you perceive your your life and the world and 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 really uh trying to either avoid acknowledging uh that bad things do happen uh you know so it's kind of like uh you know somebody that says that you always have to have a positive feeling or perspective well, that's not true. Sometimes things are bad. You know, sometimes we do hurt. Uh, sometimes we do have pain. And so it's in, important to acknowledge those things. One example of, of somebody not acknowledging that would be, um, you know, if, if somebody died and someone told you, oh, but you had such a great time with, you know, with that person. Uh, so, you know, you have nothing but uh, uh, you know, thanks to give for that. Well, okay, it's true. You know, you might have a, had a good experience with somebody, you know, with a friend or a family member, but you still hurt. Mm -hmm. right? So you have to kind of acknowledge both. You know, definitely, and and in terms of uh, of of helping us be resilient and being able to progress and move forward in our lives it's important to acknowledge the negatives you know the the positive stuff will happen you know um but uh but yeah it's important to to acknowledge um the negative things so sometimes we get into you know maybe kind of pop psychology and you know um thinking oh yeah i need to have a positive perspective about everything but not really no mm -hmm. we need to have a, a realistic perspective and uh, and try to see how from whatever we're experiencing how we can have hope um, yeah definitely yeah because when i first heard about it i looked up and i found it an article on psychology today and mm -hmm. this is this is a quote from it, what it stated, uh, the phrase toxic positivity refers to the concept that keeping positive and keeping positive only is the right way to live your life. It means only focusing on the positive things and rejecting anything that may trigger negative emotions, which is pretty much what you've, you know, you've, you've said. Mm -hmm. So, but I like, it's like you said, it's interesting because it's, 
rejecting all negative emotions and emotions is something that we need, you know, emotions help us figure out or make sense of things, you know, Mm -hmm. happiness is emotion, sadness is emotion, you know, um, being nervous before getting in front of your, like doing your peers at work to do a presentation, it's telling you, you know, it's something exciting or something different. It's just making you aware there's there's some changes going on. Right. Yeah. 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 And everything, well, (laughs) you know, and, and it's okay to be nervous. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, and if you're nervous, you're going to do something to prepare or to study or to do a good job. If you're not nervous, you know, you might not be all that concerned about things. So, yeah, ner- being nervous, anxious kind of sometimes keeps you on your toes and actually it can actually be a kind of a positive thing, a good thing. Absolutely. So, definitely. Yeah. But I like what you said earlier, and I can't remember what you exactly said, but it was along the lines that of one of my favorite quotes that I like to use because I use it a lot with food is, you know, the poison is in the dose, mm-hmm. you know, food. There's no bad food out there. Food is good. Food gives you energy. The poison is is how much you eat of it is what causes the problem. And the, in lieu, you know, the um, being positive, positive is a good thing. But if you're constantly focused on it and avoiding the negative, that's where problems will arise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And conversely, if you dwell on the negative, I mean, that's not going to be good either, but true. Mm-hmm. It's about having kind of a balanced perspective on things. So, yeah. But yeah. Uh, some other examples though, of uh, the toxic positivity are in relation to, um, to enabling. So for instance, um, let's say that you, you, you're in a relationship and uh, of any kind and um there's there's something about you know that particular relationship that's that's negative and somebody that you talk to just tells you to always turn the other cheek mm-hmm. right and just kind of like yeah just ignore it just turn the other cheek and it's okay right well no because you know <laughs> uh you know if, if you're in any kind of relationship whatever it is um even a professional relationship uh you know, the way that, that you interact with others and the way that they uh, respond and interact with you, that's important, right? So um, I remember one person I used to work with when I worked in state government who would always be yelling and cussing at people, you know, and, and I wasn't happy with turning the other cheek, <laughs> uh, you know. So if I had ever get to work with that person directly, I, I would – have refused because I basically, I didn't want to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. uh, But sometimes people perpetuate negative behavior um, and, you know, just encourage you, encouraging you to be the better person. But that's not necessarily always the right thing to do, you know? So, um, you know, so kind of having a positive perspective or attitude about that kind of behavior is, you know, that's just not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, with like sending your kid to school and you know knowing that they'll be bullied and yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, that that's not right, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's a 
from there, that enabling, um, there's kind of like a broader sociological uh, issue with enabling. Um, you know, for instance, uh, take some sort of a, a situation like a humanitarian situation and someone says, oh, I don't care if, you know, those people die or whatever. Well, you know, that, that's a matter of, it can be a matter of, uh, of injustice. You know, uh, it can be a humanitarian issue, you know, that, that you really value, that's important to you, that's, that most people, <laughs> you know, would find important. Um, so, you know, like I've read uh, news uh, art periodicals that maybe talk about somebody saying that people that are crossing the border should be shot. <laughs> you know, and said, no, I don't, I don't think that's correct. You know, where everybody, everyone's life, I think, is important. Mm -hmm. you know? so that's something where I would stand, um, you know, uh, against somebody trying to say, oh, well, but that's okay because, you know, those people, uh, um, you know, it's okay to treat them a certain way and, um, and not those other people. Um, so, no, that's something that, that bothers me and I can't just turn the other cheek or, or move forward and, you know, think that it's all positive. So, you know, it's important to stand up for yourself and what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are. And, uh, you know, it's good to, to be empath empathetic towards the people who, who may be encouraging you to just be positive about everything and, and try to maybe give them an opportunity to explain themselves. But, you know, what options, you know, uh, uh, kind of challenge them and, and asking them to see what options they have for you. You know, okay. if, uh, you know, if I value life, then, uh, you know, and, and people, and I don't believe that people should be shot crossing the border uh, or somebody should be, you know, shot because they stole a loaf of bread because they're hungry. You know, what, what option do you think there could be instead, you know, and kind of like uh, trying to force you know, them to uh, see your point. But, uh, but yeah, it's important to, to stand up for yourself and what you value, you know. Definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting, too, because kind of reading through this, they talked about some of, you know, some of why toxic positivity is bad for us, because part of it is shaming, um, which is this, you know, you see that a lot in society when you don't follow what society deems is normal, where if there are like, everything has to be positive and you just, you're having a bad day, you're feeling bad, you know, you feel bad about yourself because you can't be positive because everyone is expecting that of you. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it can be a little shaming as well at the same time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it can uh, force uh, this expectation of us being, you know, perfect or, um, always having to be agreeable, <laughs> you know, but yeah. we're, not be, we're not perfect in any way. And, uh, and, and nobody is, you know, and, um, so we, we need to be able to hold space and, you know, and, and let each other be what we are and then to be there for each other still, you know, exactly. Yeah. Support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another form of positive toxic or, uh, toxic positivity can be um, maybe people that are 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 two-faced, you know, in some way. Um, 
So let's say um, somebody who um, maybe they have an interest in and in gaining a, a certain you know a position or you know or power, and uh, so because of that, maybe they want to have a certain position in, within a company, and mm -hmm. maybe their boss is is uh, very rude or unprofessional or what have you, but they don't do anything about it, you know, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know that person's good and it's, uh, things are good. It's a perfect situation. Um, but that can be toxic, toxic positivity too because here they are putting themselves in this situation where they're not really being treated well, you know. And, yeah, and they don't want to make any waves because they're trying to move up. Yeah, so yeah. it's important to – to really stand up for yourself and uh, and acknowledge things that are that are happening, you know, kind of like uh, we say, you know, using I statements and saying, hey, you know, I see this happening and I feel this way. Uh, but ultimately, again, it's about acknowledging yourself and your values and and your own self worth and um, and being honest with that. So um, it can be difficult, though. It can be challenging, you know, because People might not be, uh, people might be afraid of doing that, um, but it's all, it's a skill that we, we all learn, you know, and, and communicating with others effectively. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, one of the things I also read is about, um, they're talking about like suppressed emotions. And I found this interesting because within that, and also they talk about like avoidance and avoidance is something you know, as counselors, we've, it's been, it's part, I don't know how you would phrase this. It's been part of counseling for, for long as, you know, for a very long time. And so we've always talked about avoidance and so forth. So toxic positivity is just really about avoidance. You're trying to avoid something that doesn't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, and to me, it's like, Let's see if I can connect this straight. Let's see. Like I have a little bit of anxiety of leaving the house, constantly double checking. So I will avoid certain behaviors if it, if I don't have to go through that. But when you avoid it, you don't take it, you don't face it straight on and deal with it and learn how to deal with it, you know. Yeah. The anxiety is okay. You just learn how to deal with it. It may, no, may not go away. It's there but you can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and in, and in dealing with it, basically you, you, you can become more resilient mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and then there's ways to dealing with it that uh, might be gradual, you know, or some people like to do it, you know, uh, like they say, like flood it, you know, and uh, just kind of throw yourself into the uncomfortable situation and just kind of get through it. But, um, but if you don't face it in any way, then you're spending a lot of effort and energy and worry and just trying to avoid it, right? And the anxiety and depression. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, so it's important to to be upfront with things. Um, you know, and, and I know, I can imagine in, in, in your area of concentration, you know, working with people and their fitness and their health, those are very touchy issues, right? And, and people probably try to avoid 
having to uh, confront a lot of realities about their habits or. Yeah. What's just interesting is I don't know if they're trying to avoid it. They it's to them, it's not an issue. It's they don't realize stuff in their lives, how it impacts their health, both, you know, physically and mentally. They think losing weight is a completely separate component than how you're feeling. And Mm. Amazing how people just automatically just draw that straight black line down between it and make it a complete definite different thing. And they don't realize how much, you know, the stress in your life, your lack of sleep because you've got so many things on your plate, how that's impacting, you know, all those negative things that, you know, negative feelings or negative actions or actions that just are draining is impacting their health and weight loss or just getting healthier. Right. So it, it's amazing. They just, it's like, they just don't even think about it. It's just like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or, you know, like uh, people not sleeping well and mm-hmm. not maintaining, you know, healthy eating habits, whatever, you know, in terms of the timing and the frequency of eating or, or what they eat, uh, not exercising, uh, not engaging in good proper stress management skills. And I think today we're so focused on productivity mm-hmm. and, and I think that's a big, the, the key word productivity, but being successful and, um, but we suppress all these things, you know, that, that are probably oftentimes shouting to us and trying to get our attention, you know, that we need to really live a different way. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, and, and doing my private practice, one reason why I'm doing it is because I, I want to have a better quality of life, you know? And so, um, yeah. So, you know, um, but, uh, a lot of times in being successful and being productive, uh, we, we kind of, uh, you know, neglect that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I like how you said earlier, you mentioned saving space for a person for, you know, to take care of each other. And I like that having space in the way of like with the clients I've worked with, you know, think, you know, we talk about how things are going to get better. We're going to focus on moving forward. But if you need to cry, take Mm -hmm. a few minutes, step aside Mm -hmm. and cry. You know, if you just need to sit there for 10 minutes and just feel the emotion and let it out instead of keeping it in, it's okay. It's Mm -hmm. completely okay to have those feelings, let them out. And then you get up and you keep going. And then when you need to have that moment again, you have that moment again, and then you get up and keep going. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Instead of labeling it or judging it or. Exactly. Yeah we're human beings and so when we feel like crying there's a reason for it you know and so it's the the central nervous system and the body and your psyche and your emotions and yeah it just happens i describe it as a pressure cooker you gotta let it out somewhere and Mm -hmm. it's okay otherwise you're going to explode somewhere whether it's having heart disease, diabetes, bad, you know, some kind of health issues or mental health issues, physical or mental, it's, it's going to come out somehow. So what's the healthiest way to let out, you know, cry or just sit there and just feel it. So, 
And that's another point that, that I uh, read in when I was looking up information about to toxic positivity and that it's important to recognize when you are uh, trying to connect with somebody who is trying to uh, perpetuate toxic positivity, you know, those are ultimately going to likely be people that you, you don't really get what you need from, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to get that support, uh, that acknowledgement, you know, of what you're experiencing through some of those people. So it's important to find people that, uh, or places that do, you know, give you that opportunity and that space. Um, so, you know, if you have a family member, for example, that, you know, is into the toxic positivity thing, well, just kind of know, you know, what things to expect and uh, uh, what things to talk about and not necessarily talk about, you know, because uh, they, they may not be there for you the way that you want them to. You know, that's a good um, leeway that you went into because I've had a couple of clients that are like they have it at work and they don't know how to deal with it. So if you're in a situation like work, family, and you're surrounded by it, you know, what would be some good ways to cope with it? Cause you, like you said, it's going to be there, expect it. So I'm wondering what some things people could do to kind of, you know, deal with it. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's so. something that they're experiencing everywhere, within their life, I mean, that that would definitely be uh, of concern. Mm -hmm. So, that, you know, that's going to demonstrate that there's some sort of a pattern, obviously. And so in order to break the pattern, what you're going to have to do, start doing something differently. Um, I think at, if at minimum being aware of, you know, how you feel and where you sit with certain things, you know, so I think maybe journaling can be helpful, um, you know, journaling about certain situations and, um, you know, in what situations did you feel validated or did you feel that you had that space? And in what situations do you feel that you don't have that validation or that support to uh, be honest with what your experience is? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, if, if you're invested in trying to improve that situation, like at work, um, you know, trying to uh, see if you can talk, to, you know, if it's your boss or a colleague, you know, asking them if they, if you can talk to them privately, um, you know, trying to use I statements, you know, where you're focusing on, on how you feel and, uh, you know, and, and what you're observing, you know, when, when such a thing happens, you know, how you feel about that and, and trying to share with them what you would like, you know, to see happen instead. Um, yeah, I like that. The journaling aspect, um, having that outlet, you know, finding your outlets, like talking at work. If you try to talk your, you know, your superior who's who's creating this environment and it doesn't work. What's another avenue? Having the journal to, yeah, you know, seek counseling or coaching counseling. Yeah. Um having finding that outlet where you can let some of that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At a minimum, the journaling, but I, I mean, I would recommend counseling, but, but yes. beyond that, uh, you know, also finding opportunities where you can, 
um, vocalize uh, your needs, you know, what your your wants or your, your desires, uh, things that you're unhappy about. Um, as you do, you know, you're, this, per, this hypothetical person, I imagine, is probably really good at sharing when they are uh, happy about something, right? Mm -hmm. yes. So, you know, it's about kind of being able to do both. So it can be maybe, uh, you know, when you're out and, and you got a coffee and I don't know, maybe they didn't make it correctly or something. Well, you know, just let them know, you know, just kind of taking that uh, practice, you know, in, in, in different everyday situations and you kind of start developing that muscle, you know, uh, and, and being aware too, like in the body. Uh, when you're in that experience, it's not just going to be here logically, but it's also going to show up in the body. You know, maybe your throat, uh, you know, it kind of comes it becomes difficult to swallow, or you're, maybe your your chest becomes you know tense, or your breathing changes, uh, and, and those are all indications of eh, maybe there's something that you need to do. And having that awareness, um, you can engage in in different kinds of um, techniques to soothe you, to help you deal with the stress, to ground yourself. Uh, and, and maybe that opens the opportunity to, to have some of these conversations, you know, so, yeah. And, and you nice. know, and not necessarily yeah. forcing yourself to have it in that moment, you know, if you feel very triggered and uncomfortable and tense, you know, maybe give yourself a, a few moments to, you know, to kind of regulate and, and, and when you feel prepared, you know, then maybe going to that person and seeing if you can speak with them privately, you know, so uh, be fair with yourself when, when you take that off, when you try to, you know, do that. Yeah, definitely. So, and then in the op from the opposite side, if you have, let's say a friend coming up to you, that's having a, like a crappy day, you mm -hmm. know, be aware of how much, you are pushing on to them about, you know, feeling better. Yeah. You know, if someone is just having a crappy day. They're like, you know, don't sit there and be like, well, it could be worse right. or, you know, sure, yeah. just well, get over yeah. it, move on, think about the future. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I, I kind of used to think of this as a joke, you know, I, I, I love stand-up comedy and uh, I don't know. I can kind of see this maybe as a sort of a joke, but if you think about who has it worse off in, in the entire world, right? Like it has mm -hmm. to be somebody that not only is living under horrible circumstances, but also nobody cares, <laughs> right? So it's like, ah, oh, yes, who cares, Bob? You know, whatever. So like, so, you know, so bad that nobody even has any empathy or sympathy for that person. Where was I going with that? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh Oh, yeah. So there's always going to be like, oh, yeah, but the kids in Africa or, oh, yeah, but the blah, 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 or, oh, yeah, my neighbor, you know, he has two cancers at once, not just one. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, it's like, okay, it, yeah, there's always going to be somebody uh, who who's under worse circumstances, but this is your life, right? So, And it doesn't minimize the pain you go through. It's no, not, it you yeah. know... I, hear that from clients. I'm like, yes, it could definitely, I tell clients it can definitely be worse, but that doesn't minimize what you're going through right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your, your feelings are your feelings. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, I think a lot of that is cultural though. Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and maybe even societal, like, uh, yeah. 
you know. Um, Don't worry, be happy. Yeah, we just pay attention to, you know, to, you know, the Kardashians and wealth and all that. And, um, but nobody, you know, there isn't a lot of empathy in, in the world. And uh, so, uh, but we have to learn to do it for ourselves, you know. And, yeah. yeah, that's where so, uh, social media just drives me nuts. Um, I don't know if part of it's just the, generation I came from and we didn't have that growing up. So I have a different, we have a different perspective of it, but it's all you see is positive things on Facebook. And so it just, it can make you feel like everyone else's life is perfect. And then you're like, why am I feeling this way? My life is crap. So it can be more of a negative for you because all you see, like everyone has these great lives. And I could tell you from working as a counselor, no, they don't. You know, no. people can have the greatest face out there, but behind it, they have their own issues. No, There's it's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. And there is that, uh, I don't know, there is awareness of of mm-hmm. social media um, basically perpetuating depression, right? Because everyone just sees that, the great life, presumably, mm-hmm. and compared to their own. And But yeah, it's, it's, it's not real. Um, but what is real is, uh, you know, like the Buddhists say, you know, suffering and pain, <laughs> you know, and that is life, you know, uh, like you mentioned all these positive messages, you know, when have you seen, uh, greeting cards that are really, you know, really honest, <laughs> you know, and I had to look some up for a friend of mine that's been in the hospital since September and, uh, you know, I found some, you know, that says like, yeah, you know, sorry, life sucks or, you know, things of that nature. Cause sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. You know? uh, but what you can do is, you know, give somebody a hug or just listen to them or, mm-hmm. you know, just be there for them, you know? And uh, so, you know, we all go through that and, uh, but yeah, so, you know, if you can give that space uh, and that comfort to somebody, uh, they'll get over it and then you, you move on. Yeah. Just really quick to step back about, you know, one of the quotes I've heard and I kind of like it. I don't know if anyone else has heard is like from Jim Carrey. He goes, I think everyone should be, should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dream so they can see that it's not the answer. And I think Facebook kind of shows you like, Oh, you can be a millionaire. Look how great my life is. You know, get everything you want. Your life will be perfect once you have it. And yeah, it's, you know, yeah. Well, like, uh, the rapper, uh, notorious B I G was it him or was it, or is that, is this, uh, uh, Jay Z more money, more problems. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you have a lot of money, you got to manage your, manage your money. You don't lose it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know we all go through, uh, so go through tough times, and that's what life is, you know. Um, but uh, it's important to acknowledge it, and and I think once we do acknowledge it, then we're able to to grow through it, right? Yeah. And you have a scar on your body, and um, but you know, and that's okay. Right? You're able to. You still have your arm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that scar has a story. It yeah. made you who you are today. Yeah. You, know, you what was it? You know, you can't hate your history 
because that's who you are today. If you hate what made you today, then you don't like who you are now. So that, you know, that scar, there's a story behind it, made you who you are, gave you an adventure or something happened. You learn from it. You became a better person or you have a funny story from it or, you know. Sure. But, you know, just in our conversation, it's easy to see how, how easily we can, can't, we can go into like focusing on the negative and then kind of making it a positive. Right. Yeah. It's all about acknowledging both, you know, and so. um, Balance. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I don't know if you have any, anything else about it. Oh, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think we we talked a lot. We got a lot of good stuff out of that. I like that. It's good. I hope someone learned from this and got some good info out of this. Mm -hmm. So where, if someone is interested in counseling, where can they find you? Well, in the state of Arizona, where I'm licensed, um, my my website is uh, ADE, which is my initials, uh, counseling.com. I am contracted right now with a company called Sondermind. So mm-hmm. basically they uh, help me engage with clients um, that are credentialed with certain insurances. So if you have insurance, you know, you can try uh, to engage in Sondermind and, and through there, or you can just contact me. And if you have happen to have one of those insurances, um, basically I can bring you into Sondermind and then we can work together that way. Or if you have a different insurance, I can also offer a a super bill, which people can then provide to the insurance company and get some, you know, form of uh, compensation in return. Okay. Or people can also do private pay. So. All right. And I will have, um, I'll have all his, your website, his information, Aurelio's information in the show notes as well. So if you're interested, check him out. So. That's good. And I'm really hoping I can get him on. Hopefully you guys will message him and let him know that this was a great podcast and maybe we can do some more soon. I hope so. That would be fun. And I appreciate the opportunity to to be here. And uh, if I can be of any help to any of your audience members, let me know. Because I think there's so many topics that can float both ways, especially on health and fitness, that the whole mind-body connection. I mean, there's just such a strong Mm -hmm. connection between the two. I just love that, that concept, the mm-hmm. huge passion for it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. I hope you guys all have a great day. Thank you, Renee. Bye. <laughs>